The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode of The Shalene Show is sponsored by our good friends at Organifi. I'm recording this in the evening, and one of the things I love to do in the evenings is to wind down with a hot cup of Organifi Gold chocolate. It literally tastes like a hot chocolate, you guys. I'm telling you. It's a soothing blend of medicinal mushrooms. Now, hold on. It doesn't taste anything like mushrooms. I'm telling you, it tastes like hot chocolate. And that's because they use organic cocoa, a holistic alternative to hot chocolate, and it literally calms your nervous system. It also improves your immune system. And for me, I find that I get into a deeper state of rest. So if you want to try one of the many Organifi products, I recommend that you check them out. Go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen, and you're going to get 20% off. As you know, I love a ton of their products. Any place where your diet might be deficient, like you're just not getting enough of that ingredient, or you want to bolster your immune system, which is so important, especially when we're talking about hormone health, weight loss, your mental focus, all of those things, you've got to take care of your immune system. And Organifi creates the highest quality supplements, most of which are in a powdered form, which allows you to just mix them with water, super convenient, all 100% USDA certified organic ingredients. And again, you get to try them for 20% off by going to Organifi.com forward slash I'm going to spell it. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen for 20% off. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. It's a Friday episode, so it's personal and it's rambly and there's lots of things to talk about. There's so many things I've recorded for you guys this week. Obviously, I gave a little bit of an update on Monday, but I just feel like I try not to talk about devastating, sad world events. And there are things that happen every single week that I just, I make a conscious decision not to talk about on the show because I want this to be a place that's uplifting. I mean, there's so many times and I get criticism for it. Like people are like, how are you not talking about like, you know, certain political decisions or certain things that have happened in the news? And I take a major backlash for that, but it's kind of always been my position like, there's other podcasts they're talking about. There's other experts talking about it. And it's just, it's not what we do here on The Shalene Show. But I do think one thing we always talk about is mental health. And so for that reason, I got to talk about the passing of Stephen Boss, known as Twitch, sometimes known as the DJ, sometimes known as the dancer, the father. Yeah, because it just hit really close to home. And I feel like this is different from a lot of other celebrity passings. So I am going to keep it light. That's my goal. There's like so many things I've recorded for you guys this week that I think would be interesting. Some of which I I might just have to save, but you know, his passing was for a reason. And 
I think it stirred up a lot of crazy emotions in people that they were not expecting. I know it's been true for me. So I think it's important we talk through this a little bit. His passing has stirred up conversations and emotions nationwide. I don't, I don't know how it's impacting the world, but I do think it has sparked some interesting conversations. And I know for me personally, I've learned so much in like the last two days. Like I literally, this is not the right time to say this. But his passing has had a positive impact on my life. I don't know how that's going to sound, but it's the truth. And obviously this episode needs a trigger warning, so I'll put it here. You know, we're going to talk about some heavy stuff. But I also think that those of you who have felt the grips of depression... Those of you who've dealt with family members who have been in that deep, dark, dark place are going to find this a helpful conversation. Listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a human who wants to be a better human, who wants to be evolved, who wants to open her mind and go, huh, that's something I hadn't thought about before. And open up my heart and just be better. So yeah, let's just talk about it, shall we? Okay, so first and foremost, it's important for you to know this is something all families deal with. Let's just normalize that, right? Like I'm sure every single person who's listening to this, you either have a family member or you yourself have had your brush with real depression. And when I say real depression, there's a difference between being sad for a couple of days or sad, you know, having a sad period and true depression. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have been diagnosed with it. I think you know what true depression is. You know if you've had it. And I need to say this, I never have. I can't even say that I've had, I've had extended periods of being sad about something, but not where I couldn't function, where I lost my logic, where I didn't want to go on, where I couldn't see better days in the future. There's never been one day in my whole life that I didn't know that better days would come. Now, there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, I think is brain chemistry, right? Like we are all born with a particular brain chemistry. You didn't ask for it. You didn't get it because you were special or because there was something wrong with you. It's just like, it's the way some people have bigger pores. Some people have darker skin. Some people have bluer eyes. Some people have longer legs. Like it just, it is what it is. It's just the way God intended it to be for you. So there's brain chemistry. There's your neurology. There's the way your synapses fire. There's a brain chemistry that tends to make a person happier you know, the blood flow in my brain, when we looked at a, my brain specked, that was interesting because I was like, oh, this is why I'm not a worrier. This is why I don't have anxiety. This is why I don't often see dangerous situations when I should, because that area of my brain like doesn't even light up. It's like, it's just the lights are off over there. And so we're all different in that regard, right? And then there are our life experiences that impact the way our brains respond. 
And one of the things that we all know, we've talked about a lot on the show, that has an impact on how you respond and how you cope and the higher risk you have for depression and anxiety is your childhood experiences. So tonight I was chatting with my good friend, Warren Kenneth Carlisle. You know him as Octo Warren, the founder of Octo Nation, the largest octopus fan club. He's one of my favorite people on the whole planet. I really love him. And we only met like I think two years ago, but I love him. And he's like one of the most positive, impressively brilliant, funny, ADHD people I know. And you know this about me. I am so attracted and fascinated by resilient people. Some of my best friends have had the craziest childhoods. And I guess why I'm so freaking attracted to them is because I'm like fascinated. Like, how did you become who you are when you had all these odds stacked against you? Like, it's just so impressive. And I will also say this, most of them, the reason why is because of therapy. Like, so I was talking to Warren tonight. And so he told me about the ACE scale. Have you ever heard of the ACE scale before? I had not. It's actually called the ACE quiz and it stands for the Adverse Childhood Experiences Quiz. And it was developed in 1990, I guess. And through Kaiser Permanente, I forget how many people were in the study. It was a very large study. And they took into account the 10 most common childhood traumas. And depending on how many of these you experienced determines your score. I'm going to go through these quickly, okay? And I want you to just put a finger down for each one you experienced, all right? Actually, put a finger up for each one you experienced. Did a parent or adult in your household often or sometimes swear at you, insult you, put you down, humiliate you, or act in a way that made you feel fearful that you could be physically hurt? Put a finger up if that happened. Did a parent or adult in your household often or very often push, grab, slap, throw, or throw something at you or ever hit you in a way that it left a mark or you were left injured? Put a finger up if that was you. Did an adult or a person at least five years older than you ever touch, fondle, or have you touched their body in a sexual way or attempt to have oral, anal, or vaginal intercourse with you? Number four, did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought that you were important or special? Your family didn't look out for each other. You didn't feel close with each other or support each other. If that was true for you, put a finger up. Did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat or that you had didn't have enough clothes or anyone to protect you? Were your parents often either drunk, high, or taking care of their own things so that they were not able to care for you or take you to the doctor if you needed it. Number six, were your parents ever separated or divorced? Number seven, was your parent or caregiver often or very often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at them? Was one of your parents or caregivers sometimes or very often, basically it describes physical violence, or ever threatened by a gun or a knife? So basically, were one of your parents or caregivers abused? Number eight, did you ever live with someone who had a problem with drinking or alcohol or drugs? Number nine, was 
any member of your household depressed, mentally ill, or did a member of your household ever attempt suicide? And number 10, did anyone in your household ever go to jail or prison? So those are just 10 of the most common, apparently, apparently the most commonly mentioned or discussed childhood traumas that have an impact on adults. Okay, so what is your score on a scale of one to 10? My score is a zero. It's a zero. Now, obviously, these are not all of the possible traumas that any one of us could experience. There's others, right? There's others that aren't on this list. For example, you might have been bullied. You might have been a victim of racism or you know, maybe you watched a sibling or had to watch a sibling being abused, or maybe you lost a parent or a caregiver, or maybe you didn't lose them, but they weren't able to take care of you. And so you had to be raised by somebody else. That's a trauma. Maybe you had a bout of homelessness or you had an accident, right? Or maybe you witnessed something traumatic. Like, I don't know, there's lots of things you could witness that could be life shattering, Maybe you were involved in the foster care system. There's so many things. Were you in a car accident? Were you, was there a physical trauma? Did you have a disability? These are all traumas, right? But again, let's start with the big 10, right? So that's what this Kaiser study looked at, the big 10. And then what they did is based on the score that you got, they can predict your increased likelihood for suffering from the grips of depression, anxiety, and having suicide ideation. Any score over a number four is considered serious, where you need to get therapy because it doesn't just impact your mental health as an adult, it impacts your physical health. Like your all-cause mortality rate goes, it skyrockets if you're a four or higher now, I want to say this, because I'm a zero, that's just, that was just freaking luck. I just got lucky. I got so lucky. I don't know how that happened because my parents certainly didn't have scores of zero. Both of them were probably pretty high on the ACE score test and they're awesome humans. You can have a nine or a 10. I have friends who are nines. One of my friends is a 10 has a score 10. And she's one of the most awesome human beings I know because she's done massive amounts of therapy. We had a show sponsor for today. I'm not going to read that ad because I want to tell you, and this is not an ad, what I'm about to say, Talkspace. Okay. This is not an ad. They did not pay for the spot. I'm saying this because of what we're talking about. The, the reason why somebody who's, you know, had these childhood traumas and is struggling with the deep, dark depression, it's not your fault. It's not something you can wish away. It's nothing you did. It's nothing you want. But the difference between people who really do become resilient is not a little bit of therapy. Like the higher your number, here's the deal. The higher your number on that A score, I'm not a therapist. I'm just, just observational. The higher your number, the more you need to recognize that this is going to bubble up later. You have to get into therapy 
And there's a really good chance you, you're going to need to be in therapy for the rest of your life. I'm not saying like every week, but it's something you're going to need to regularly revisit. And it's not your fault. It's just luck of the draw. It's like someone who's a diabetic and they have to do insulin shots. Like, and I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that's just how you have to live your best life. That just might be the reality. Okay, all that to say that with the passing of Twitch, and you know, by the way, personal story, I didn't know him well, but I knew him. And I can't remember who connected us. I think, I think Lewis Howes might have connected us because he had gone on the Ellen show. And I think, I think he met Twitch. I think maybe he was friends with Twitch. I think he had Twitch on a show and that's how we got to meet him. And then he got Lewis on the Ellen show. And then Lewis introduced Twitch to me and we texted, we talked on the phone. And usually it was about like life after Ellen. Like he was already kind of anticipating like this is not going to run forever. What do I do after this? And I want to leverage this. I want to be spend time with my family. I want to, you know, I want to create passive income. I don't want to be traveling doing, you know, these dance appearances and I won't get into all of our conversations, but it was, it was kind of business related. Right. So we, we talked, you know, a bunch on the phone about those kinds of things, not about personal stuff too often, but we did become friendly. So we would exchange random texts throughout the year. Not like on a, like, I'm not trying to at all make it sound like we were super close, not at all, but he was, here's what I did know that from the very first time I spoke with them, I thought, holy cow, this is someone who's so humble and it's not an act. They are kind and sweet and humble and caring and like what a special human. And when I learned of his passing, probably just like you, you're just like, what? And I looked through my text messages to see what our last exchange was and it's so ironic that our last exchange was about a year ago. He was checking in on me. You know, he had seen my stories about like what had happened with the surgery and stuff. And he was just checking in and saying, like, we have to get together. I really want you to meet my wife and my kids and, you know, so much to catch you up on and just checking in, making sure you're okay. Like, that's crazy, the irony, you know? And it's interesting because I, I kind of ignored that part of the question. I looked at my response and I, I was just like, oh my God, I, I would love that. You know, I didn't even respond to like the how are you part because you know me, I'm fine, right? Like I almost don't like it when people check in on me because uh, again, because I almost feel like I don't deserve it. I freaking have a zero. I have zero childhood trauma, zero. That isn't normal. And I feel a little guilty about that. I call it parent luck. You know, even with great parents, there's lots of people with great parents and they didn't have great neighbors or they didn't have great babysitters or they didn't have great aunts and uncles. You know what I'm saying? Like I got really freaking, it's just luck. This time of year, people do tend to be more depressed. There's more suicides. There's more depression, anxiety, etc. And we think, well, this is normal and I'll just suck it up and get through it. But please know that you don't have to go it alone. And as I always say, it's like you wouldn't try to give yourself a root canal. So why would you think that you can just work through your own mental health issues? It's nothing to be ashamed of. All of us smart people have therapists and you can have one too very affordably with Talkspace. So 
don't just, you know, brush aside the fact that you're under a lot of stress or that you're feeling blue or depressed because it's like gloomy outside or you've got so much to do between now and the holidays or you have to see a family member that you don't exactly enjoy or things are rocky between you and other family members. Like, please know that there is a company out there that makes getting therapy incredibly affordable and that's Talkspace. Getting started is the most important part as simple as just downloading the app, you guys, or go to Talkspace.com. They've got thousands and thousands of therapists. They'll find one that's perfectly matched for you. There's other companies that do this, but Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. It is why I've selected them to be a sponsor for our show. It's why I so firmly believe in what they do. So please, if you have thoughts or emotions that are getting the best of you, like if you just feel like you need a fresh perspective... You just want somebody to talk to. Like maybe it's even someone to work through some of your goals for 2023. Talkspace will match you up with a dedicated therapist today. You can download the app or you go to Talkspace.com. Use promo code Shalene. That gets you $100 off your first month. Again, $100 off. I encourage you to do this. Talkspace.com. Promo code Shalene. And so anyways, back to Twitch. <laughs> Enough about me. We in our family have suffered... You know, and I talked a lot about this, not so much here on the show, but in a place where it feels more appropriate, obviously, Patreon. I've talked about family members who have attempted to take their life, some of them multiple times. I've talked about sometimes this has happened with a young family member. I mean, not immediate family, but, you know, in in the family, shall we say. Older family members. It, it That's the thing with suicide. There is no face. There's no way to predict it. It really does bug me when I hear people say things like, but his family was so beautiful, but his, but they were so, look how happy they were. They, they, he had, he had so much fame. You know, it's the Anthony Bourdain, it's Robin Williams. It's, is it Kate Spade? Was it Kate Spade? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And when we, when someone with I want to say a healthy brain, but someone who, because I'm not sure that's the right term, but like, here's the bottom line. If you've never experienced depression to the depths that it's a clinical depression, then you are going to say, I don't get it. How? Why? It's something you've never felt. So you can't possibly imagine. But it has nothing to do with what you have it has nothing to do with the fact that it's the month of December, that you have three children, that your family loves you. It has nothing to do with the fact that you have money or you don't have money. It has nothing to do with your socioeconomic status. It has nothing to do with how many people are around you or that you just got a new job or that you're about to go on vacation. It has nothing to do with any of those things. So I, I got so many, I mean, just, oh gosh, I'm trying to keep my thoughts straight here. But the reason why I said at the beginning of this episode that this tragic event has changed me is because I have not been as understanding and empathetic as I need to be with family members who have struggled for many, many years with depression. And I had till just the last two days, felt, if I'm being honest, resentment 
and anger and frustration that we keep laying out all the ways to help this person and to get them treatment and they just won't do it. And it wasn't until you, members of this community, opened up and took the risk to truly share and try to educate those of us who say or have said, I don't get it. How could you not see your blessings? How could you do this when you have children? How could you do this when, you know, you live in this beautiful place? Like all the, all the, how could you, why would you? It's selfish. I don't get it. You know, just why can't you just ask for help? Why didn't you tell me like all the why, 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 how, how, how that happens when you've never experienced these things. I'm just being honest. That's where I've been recently. I wasn't there at first. First, I was really empathetic. But then, you know, after years of it, it's, it's, you've heard these episodes, you guys, you've been on this journey with me. And many of you are on, you know, the same path, like where you're just, it it becomes so exhausting for everyone, like depression, just, it is a disease that affects everyone, not just a person who has it. But it's a disease that with a person that has it, it's very different for them than it is for the people that are around you. But it's exhausting for everyone because everyone around you just wants to fix you. They just want, they just want you to be happy. They just want to take away the pain and they, they want to find a solution and they want to share with you the solution. They want to show you how to do it. But for someone who has a depression, I mean, some of the things that people share with me today, I'm like, oh my God, this is what I needed to hear. I can never say that I know what it feels like, but now I really do understand. I'm going to pull up one of the mess, like a couple of the messages that I was just like, wow. Okay. So let me pull these up. Okay. This one's from Rana and she writes to me on Instagram. I want to add a little different perspective here. I have chronic depression and anxiety. And although I never had thought previously about hurting myself or wanting to end my life, as I continue to age, my depression and anxiety are worsening. And recently I've had a couple of panic attacks, attacks in the last few months that really scared me. They scared me because it was literally physical. It was a physical experience where I feel like my insides are fighting to get out of my skin. It's a a feeling that I cannot describe. It gets so intense that I literally feel like I'm losing my mind in that moment. I've had the thought of, oh my God, this has to end right now, right now. I have to end my life. Not that I have to end my life, but I have to end whatever this is right now. And in those moments, I gained a new perspective on mental health because I realized I came so close to losing my mind. I just wanted the pain to end. And in those moments, not one family member was on my mind because my physical body was in pain. I was freaking out. I guess you could compare it to like, the worst pain possible. And if you've ever had, this is the part that I was like, that I can relate to what this next part, this is the part where I'm like, that I felt, I know what she's talking about. She says, think about the worst pain you've ever had. You're not thinking about anyone else. The only thing you're thinking about in that moment is how do I make this pain end? Okay, and this message came from Christy. Christy said, when people describe those who want to and their life as being selfish because they're only thinking of themselves and they're not thinking about the life 
long pain that others will experience or the timing of it or all the inconveniences or just like all those things. Christy says, when I was in that place, all that I could think about was that my friends and family would be way better off without me. I really felt that way. I saw myself as a meaningless burden. It is a selfish act to those who aren't affected, but to the person who is thinking about this act, they think of it as selflessness. And basically, she goes on to say, you just can't even think with logic in those moments. When you're out of it, just like, you know, when you're in excruciating pain, right? And, you know, I I think about like moments where I've been like, and it's not very often, but like moments where I've been like in excruciating pain. I'm thinking about not my most recent dentist visit, but one quite a while ago where they were pulling a tooth and the numbing or whatever, the Novocaine they shoot you up with or whatever it is they shoot you up with had no effect, zero. So, cause I had a little bit of infection in my jaw. And so as they're pulling out the tooth, I'm feeling everything. And I'm a very polite, oh, my manners are everything to me. I would never swear in a setting like that. Like I'm just like, I always want to be the best patient, right? And so as they're pulling out this tooth, I'm in such excruciating pain that I just start I mean, like throwing my fist and I'm yelling the F word at the top of my lungs. I'm like, what the F are you doing? I was like screaming bloody murder. There were other people in the office. And thinking back on that experience, I didn't, couldn't think about anyone else. I couldn't think about how I was making other people in the office feel. I couldn't be logical because the pain was excruciating. And my it's a human instinct, like, like to do whatever you have to do to get, to end the pain. And so, you know, hearing people describe it that way has helped me today to understand, like, even though I've never felt that from a mental health standpoint, I have felt pain. And I know what pain feels like. And I know the kind of pain where you don't even know how you can't, you're not even making sense and you don't care about other people. And you're not even thinking about anything other than getting yourself out of pain. So I want to share with you some other common responses because I asked my audience, I asked those of you who've been there, those of you who, when you heard about Twitch passing, taking his life, you were the ones who were like, yeah, I get it. I'm not asking why. I'm not thinking he's selfish. I, I know what it's like to have been in his shoes. I asked you, tell us what we don't understand and we need to know. And here's what people said. Common sense, logic, or a holiday doesn't exist when it's that dark. Sometimes we present happy because we don't want to burden others. Telling someone that I'm in pain only means that I'm going to be sent away and I would rather just get it over with. Sometimes you don't know how bad it is yourself until somebody points it out. It's a level of exhaustion that cannot be explained. You are beyond the description of tired. You're desperate for sleep, but your brain won't let you. It's a level of tired that almost feels painful to the bone. And then I got this message from a survivor. When you're in this place, you aren't thinking about what this is gonna do to your family. All that you know is that you are beyond exhausted and that you can't last even one more second. 
All you want is peace. You just want the pain to end. It's not about the outside world or how much you're loved. It's the darkness. It's the demons that are inside you constantly battling you while you're trying on the outside to be okay and to pretend to be happy and literally going through the motions of life. It's numbing. It's exhausting. It's painful. When it's heavy, you just don't have the ability to reach out. You're literally paralyzed. Stop trying to figure out why we're depressed. It will never make sense to you or to us. Some people with depression smile because they want to protect others from the darkness they feel. When you're in this dark, heavy place, you just want to stop feeling as bad as you're feeling. It's not as simple as finding someone to talk to. Here's a few more. When things are that dark and you feel that worthless, you truly feel like the world will be much better off without you. You feel like you're making a selfless decision. I didn't want to go. I just didn't know how I could stay. You feel like a burden to everyone you know, which makes you self-isolate and makes matters worse. Reaching out for help is not as easy as people would make it seem. Calling a suicide hotline only means that I'm going to end up in a 5150 hold. Sometimes it's almost like survival just to make it through the next minute. Please don't try to fix me. Please don't try to tell me what I have to look forward to. Please don't tell me that I should be happy. Just be with me and listen. And this one. When friends did check in on me, I always told them, I'm doing great, how are you? Because I had so much shame over the depression and heaviness and sadness I felt. So it's just kind of a different conversation around depression. It's a different kind of conversation around suicide that I don't think we've had before. Stephen Boss's life, Twitch, his life had incredible purpose. Wow. And when our time here on earth is done, it's done. I believe that. And I don't know. I know people have different opinions about this, but this, I, this too was all decided before he was ever born. And I think he's going to have a powerful impact, not just on suicide awareness or suicide prevention, but on truly giving us an opportunity to talk about mental health in a, in a completely different way. My eyes are open in a different way. And I reached out in a different way to a couple different people in my life today and my heart softened and I realized that a few people who I care very deeply for are in a kind of pain that I can't fathom and I need to have just a deep sense of empathy and love and pray and learn how to speak to them differently and I will because of you because you have opened up my eyes because sharing those messages, that, that's hard. 
it's hard because you assume people won't understand. It's hard because you assume people will judge. It's hard because there's shame and there's guilt. You know, so some things I think we have to stop doing. (laughs) You know, after reading all those, I'm like, I can't expect people who I love who are in a deep depression to check themselves in somewhere or to to even pick up the phone and call the therapist number that I found for them or to, you know, call Talkspace. Did I even finish talking about Talkspace? Again, this isn't an ad for Talkspace. It's just like actually being able to find someone who can help you with the right tools. P.S. This whole conversation is just about one tiny little nuance. Suicide is so complex. There's the survivor's those who have attempted and have lived. There's the family members who are left to grieve and the complexity of their grief. You know, we haven't even talked about that. I mean, because we can't, like one thing at a time, right? And so today is just, my whole objective was to create this episode, to talk through it and to, you know, like I didn't sleep last night. I was up till 4 a.m., because I just was crying and I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> why is this hitting so hard? And the reason why it was hitting so hard is because I couldn't make sense of it. And, you know, so we can't blame people when they say stupid things, including myself. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. And there's all these stupid conspiracies. Like, that's just insane that people are like blaming Ellen. Just come on. It's ridiculous. It's just, I'm sorry, you can write me a hate mail. That's just ridiculous. But the reason why we do that is because our minds want certainty. And when we don't have a personal experience that affords us understanding, then we're going to make up our own. We're going to make up something that makes sense to us. And that, for some people, makes more sense than the reality of depression. So lastly, I want to leave you with this. We did an episode last year called Please Stay. And I had some pretty special people that inspired that episode. Uh, I have people who I love very much who have lost family members to suicide. I have people who I love very much who have children who have attempted. And it's just all so sad. I don't have an answer, but I do know the more we talk about it and the more we seek to understand, the more we'll be able to listen and be empathetic, and that could save a life. And I hope that it does. So if you need more resources, obviously, I want you to seek those things. And I want you to listen to this episode that we linked at the top of the show that's called Please Stay. I think that's why I hit home this whole thing too because it was like whoa nobody knew so then you start feeling like nothing's safe no one's safe could this be my daughter could this be my husband could this you know then I started watching like all these videos about people like the people who who were left behind and talking about how they just didn't know and his death in particular just shook everybody like when Kurt Cobain committed suicide, I think people are like, yep, kind of saw that one coming. This one, Robin Williams, no one saw them coming, right? 
So this episode is really for those of us who are learning how to understand the depths of that kind of depression. But I think we're the ones who need to make a change in how we speak to to those who are prone to depression. And remember, anyone who's got a A score above a three has like an insane increase in their the likelihood that they're going to have suicide ideation. You know, you start creeping up four, five, six, seven. Whew, those are people that you just, you've got to be around them. You've got to constantly encourage them to regularly stay in therapy, to seek out the treatment that they need to stay on the medication that helps to balance the chemicals in their brain. It's not about positive affirmations. It's not about, you know, just having something to look forward to or Christmas is around the corner. It's changing your chemistry, right? Which is exercise. It's all, but it's all the things. It's all the things. And, and I think the, we can't fix others, but we can definitely seek to understand. And I think that will make a difference. I just want you to know, I'm really happy you're here. And by here, I mean on this planet. You're here because you have more you're supposed to do. Don't let him down. You are alive because he has purpose for you. Don't you go anywhere. Don't you leave. I need you to stay. I love you. I really, I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you Monday. Well, some of you, I'll actually talk to you tomorrow on Patreon, but I love you. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. 